Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. I really don't have a whole lot for you this week, so I will go ahead and let you get right into episode 196, Business for Pleasure. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hades Laughter Podcast, episode 196. <laughs> Hi, Griffin. Hi. Hey. Hey. Hello. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Everybody okay? Can we now tell the listeners that this is the fourth episode we're recording in one day? Sure. Sure. We can tell I know them. we've like we been can. keeping we that under wraps. Sure, we can tell them. We can tell them. <laughs> it's the fourth episode, and so uh, I, I had a little stress after the last one just because, you know, I didn't do anything. So I decided to turn the studio lights into warehouse lights. Everybody really appreciates <laughs> yeah. it. And, and I asked, are we keeping them like this? And I got the response of, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> of course we are. Yeah. So uh, Haley, I think you did a phenomenal job <laughs> emanating warehouse lighting. Because most of us have spent like a significant chunk of our career working in a warehouse. Can you describe how you set up the lighting? Because it's very specific mm, and very yeah. funny. If you've worked at a warehouse. Absolutely. Uh, so we have some uh, only one pair of ceiling lights. And so obviously those have been turned red as the exit sign. <laughs> and then the, uh, a lot of the bar lights have this really good mix of incandescent and fluorescent lights. And some of them are a little more burnt out than the others. We've got one light that just won't stop flickering. Yep. And then we've got one really yellow one from back in the day that can, just was in the corner. Oh, I can almost hear the uh, fluorescent buzz. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The heat emanating from this. Oh. Like, I, can, I can feel that one, too. Yeah, it's All I'm missing is a couple not a, beeps. I, right. I, I truly feel like I should hear like conveyor like drone <laughs> in the background. This is not a climate-controlled warehouse. <laughs> Anyways, I had a really good time. Well, um, tough combat <laughs> last week, five minutes ago. Tough combat, guys. Not my favorite. No. Yeah. That was really difficult. And we lost one of our party members. Yeah, yeah we lost my boyfriend that I didn't know was my boyfriend. A dead guy in the room. You guys going to weekend at Bernie's him through the rest of the adventure? No. Weekend at Quinley's? No. I'm gonna animate the Doc Martens, drag him around. <laughs> I hope I find my mom's killer. <laughs> <laughs> Just Matumbe whispering behind him. <laughs> I mean, Air Bear did go down too, but I, yeah, that Air Bear that's was pretty not close as, to die. as important. So. You didn't die, die, so. Rune's muscles are a little sore from overuse. You didn't oh, get killed. Really? By, <laughs> you didn't get killed by a ghoul, and and that's really the insult to injury that a level nine character got killed by a ghoul. But it was due to hit point damage, not any sort of death effect or anything. So, 
there we could bring him back. I'll keep that in mind. Will you bring back my love? What if he doesn't want to come back? <laughs> oh, Griffin, he has unfinished business on this plane. <laughs> Yeah, we never read the stew recipe. recipe. He's still clutching the card. I think we can use that to bring him back. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Brooks, what are you drinking, buddy? I've I've got myself a a scrumptious little morsel here. Uh, What are you talking about? In a sippy. In my, well, yeah, it's in my sippy cup. Yeah, just I was thinking Uh, maybe we're going to drink a beer on this last one, but no. Yeah, I. He's blackberry, blackberry shandy. Mm, it was it was too much after one, and I kind of powered through the next ones. So this one is a screwdriver. Um, that's the end of the end of that screwdriver. Yep. <sighs> Speaking of a driver, I'd like the screw. Steve, <laughs> <laughs> Screwdriver, I barely know her. Um, got four more truly punches. <laughs> four more truly punches. <laughs> Don't worry, you got four of them. That means we're gonna get pretty punchy this episode. Oh yeah, I, truly. <laughs> th- this morning I bought a twelve pack of truly. These are the last four. <laughs> yeah, I know you filled one entire drawer in our fridge, and I was like, "That's a little ambitious." It wasn't. That's a little excessive. We've been recording nope. all day, <laughs> and this has been stressful. Like, we, you know? We've been here for a while. Yeah. Emily, what are you drinking? I have a vodka, grapefruit juice, and orange juice again. Right. It's pretty good. All right. I myself am drinking a Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda. Uh, <laughs> these are also the end of a pack. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one's the uh, you know same deal, 5% alcohol by volume, zero sugar, 100 calories. Look them up. <laughs> Look them up. <laughs> I was gonna start. I was gonna I'm sure there's not an NFT of this anywhere. I was gonna start <laughs> complaining about this, but no, we didn't spend 35 minutes reviewing those four flavors on the Zone of Truth. So I guess this is valid. I guess it's good. <laughs> He's allowed to do it. I can do it whenever I want. Speaking of whatever I want, I like to whenever I feel like it, go and purchase but Bud Light. Oh no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, what are you drinking? You have the Patreon beverage, right? I do. I do have it. Um. And it is tequila and a Topo Chico tangy lemon lime hard seltzer. Oh, not the lemon lime. So here's, it's supposed to be like a fake margarita. The tangy lemon lime is by and far the worst of the Topo Chicos. Okay. Yeah, because they don't make NFTs of it. But with the, with the tequila, it's pretty good. Really? Oh, I'm sure. yeah. Okay, like, okay. If you guys want to taste. I, I kind of do, but it's very. It is very full. Very mm. Full. I, I guess I could drink it down, but. Sorry. Worried. You got me worried here. It's probably the smoothness oh, no, of that good tequila. Oh, yeah, that is pretty good. It's better than on its own. 100%. Actually is. I mean, it's still not great, but it's definitely better than anyone else want to. Yeah, I let's, think it's let's be- uh, tequila mockingbird over here. That tequila is just so good. It elevates. It elevates whatever it's yeah. made. Yeah. We did use nice tequila, but oh, it went from like, this yeah. was my sad drink if something happened to Rune. That I've been sitting over here. And then you realized I have to drink it for the death of Quinley. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a sad thing that happened to Rune. I'll tell you what, that that's an exceedingly good drink. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I really enjoy that. It's like honestly fantastic, but that by itself, the, the tangy lemon lime, mm-hmm. tastes like ass. Yeah, well. <laughs> this tastes pretty good. I'm not complaining. 
I've never had a Topo Chico on its own. All of them are good, but the lemon lime. Okay. The lemon lime's bad. The lemon lime in particular is so bad that it was my, like, it was my version of Steve's Malort in the corner. I like Malort, so. Okay, Mm. but you also drink it straight from the bottle when you're sad. Yeah, I do that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while, man. And on that, I kind of enjoyed that. I'm not saying, I wasn't saying it was excellent. It's a pretty good drink, though, for the drink pole. Yeah. Okay. And that was suggested by Eric with a CH. Is that yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's correct. Well, well, thank you. We all got a little of that yum yum in our tum tum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll go ahead and say if Quinley dies for the third episode in a row, I will take a shot of Malort. All right. Probably. There is only so many times that Freya's going to bring this guy back. It's only so many times he's going to come back. <laughs> only so many times. Here's the thing. If it's a new day tomorrow, you'll have a new breath of life, too. That's you true. You might just want to be prepping those. <laughs> That's like all <laughs> I should prepare. Mm. Breath of lives. <laughs> really band-aid the party through the next couple of encounters. <laughs> I mean, we're probably going to need it. Jeez, the way this is going. Yeah. Well, I believe we have to roll off. We do. I'm going to use my lucky die. Not to me. Oops. Okay. Yeah, sure. Haley and I are sitting over here. Boys. Boys. Boys, 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 boys. No. Nah. No. Troll. 18. 17. Okay. I got an 11. I'll jump on the grenade for Griffin, which means, listen. I'm sad we didn't take her out. You know what? Mm. Guess what? It's going to be Griffin and one of the girls. This is going to happen again. God damn it. I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of going after Steve. If it means that Griffin has a shot. At the championship, I will gladly drink a terrible drink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take one for the team. <laughs> Patrons. You know what? Patrons, if I make it and I get the chalice, I'll do the bad boy list too. Hell yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, you just signed yourself up for some <laughs> nasty drink. Yep, it's, it's pretty bold, but that'll be like right before episode 200. Yeah, Gr- Griff. List is looking pretty bad. <laughs> Does Emily let you see it before you? No, but I've seen the last volley of them. So I saw like three uh, that didn't get yeah. voted on, and they were okay. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah, I don't think I've actually shared that list with any of you. But you'd see all the suggestions come in, so it's just all of the ones I personally don't want to drink myself. I put oh, on the bad boy so list. That's okay. the filter. So, right. She's definitely yeah. not making oh, any of them. You didn't make up. the Emily list. You're on the bad boy list now. <laughs> well, she probably has a couple tears. She has the I don't want to drink this. This is for any of the boys that have a drink pull. <laughs> Here's a gluten free list for Haley. Here's a bad boy list for Steve. <laughs> oh, and and also all of the drinks that are extremely complicated also go on like the subset of the bad boy list of like this is like the bad wallet list (laughs) oh man there are some bad ones that were on that last one give give us a taste because we're gonna be there's the gasoline shot which is just tequila and soco that's fine that sounds horrible to me i mean that sounds rough but it's a shot like that's a thing Uh, it's a one and done whatever Uh, there's also something called panther milk which is hey, I mean, normally I'm into cream it. drinks. That's grenadine, triple sec, gin, and cream. Cream drinks. Hey, you signed up for uh, this. Yeah, <laughs> the next one is uh, a okay. yellow number two. This is the one that got me like Nervous. double taking my computer. Better be careful because 
Yellow yeah. number two. Well, actually, this will come out, and I, oh, yeah, they're I don't, not going to hear this. I don't know if they're going to. Lemon juice, simple syrup, yellow bell pepper juice, yellow chartreuse liqueur, and mezcal. Well, give me those first couple of ingredients. Lemon juice. Uh huh. Simple syrup. Yeah. Uh, yellow bell pepper juice. That's not. That's actually not bad. <laughs> and then yellow chartreuse liqueur, which and mezcal. is floral. Yeah. I don't think that one's going to be bad. No, it's going to be weird, but not bad. It's going to be weird, mm-hmm. but it won't be bad. It's going to it's going to be like a V80 I feel like that drink. was one of the very complicated ones. That's very complicated. 100%. It is. Yep. How the fuck do you get bell pepper juice? Squeeze it between your ass cheeks. Okay, well. Yeah, didn't we talk? We, we talked. We talked. Discussed we talked. This We're going in circles. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. It's been a long day. Is this a simulation? <laughs> is any of this real, or do day. we just keep talking about the same things over and over? You know what? Uh, How many times have we played through this adventure? I've heard COVID is a disease that is coming up. I think it's I don't time know to, if you guys heard of that. I think it's time to reboot the HLP. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Younger cast. The LPH. Yeah. <laughs> who are you going to be recast as? Ooh. Yeah, it's got to be somebody who's young, up-and-comer. <laughs> okay. Like, how young are we talking for the reboot? Because like we started yeah, this and we point. were 25, right? Mm. 25 or 26. Brooks was a little older than us. A lot older. Um, <laughs> it's not that much older than us. <laughs> yeah, 26, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to have to recast me with somebody at least Gen Z or below. And then, obviously, Matumbe can't be Shaquille. Too old. Um, I don't know anybody in the NBA, but an up-and-comer in the NBA. Okay. That's fair. I mean, but I guess she, like Shaq wasn't even in the NBA when you cast him. You know what I mean? Well, right. But we got to go young. So like it's pretty young. I mean, the relationship between Shaq and you is still like <laughs> 20, uh, 30 years. Fair. But Matumbe is going to be young now. Okay. Young Matumbe. Yeah. Because I'm well, pretty sure you cast Matumbe him as his son. Young One of his Perfect. sons. Yeah. Perfect. Oh. Done. One of his sons. Oh, it's a requel. It's like it's a, a re- reboot yeah. and a sequel at the same time, but kind of neither. It's like, yeah. uh, it's the second to last adventure in, uh, that they wrote for first edition, Return of the Carrying Crown. Yes. Uh-huh. We'll play that. Uh-huh. That's what we're going to play. Everybody loves a sequel. But it's it's, young, it's younger, so it's not quite carrying yet. It's just it's a living creature. We're just crowning. It's just a crown. <laughs> Good God! <laughs> I don't want that. Freya's <laughs> character just became a lot more relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Who's young Freya? Ooh, it's old Freya. Well, we know that Freya is old. Well, yeah, but like, I don't know who she's cast as. I don't know if I ever cast her. It's tricky because I don't know famous people's names. Young Frey is actually played by a goblin. (laughs) (laughs) Change it up a little bit. Uh, Grimly. (laughs) The Lord of the Rings is Young Freya. (laughs) Grimly. 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 Grimly, you're levelless. That is how, how old Freya is. That's, rude. That's just rude. <laughs> what I'm looking forward to is young Hickmer. Oh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> Six years old. This is an actual child. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was he was cast, what, 13 years old? So, or like 
at the start of the adventure. So an actual toddler. Let's say Eclipse is in her fifties, so like she wouldn't be that young, as far as like. Right, but she's one of those races that like. Well, we would also have to audience test and see which one of your replacement characters for Eclipse uh, yeah. is the most popular. So if Eclipse does win Julia, the popularity poll, yeah, it's it could be any of the three All of them. Right. Do we want the illiterate archer? Well, the good news is actually like, probably people probably would really connect. If to you that. played an actual child, <laughs> you maybe would be too young to read anyway. Oh, that'd be really nice. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, and then your character arc could be learning to read. Yes. What an inspiring story. I'm I'm most excited for a horse croon in his early fifties. <laughs> a suave gentleman yes. at the at the at the and at I, the crown I, of his yeah. life. At the, a, a beautiful we've seen a Sean Connery on the precipice of his middle yes. age. I would say we've seen a glimpse of that because we went right. You went back in time ten years, which yeah, I mean he was still old. It's like I, yeah, Sean Connery. Sean, oh. you think he's played by Sean Connery? I do. In, I in do. Age? <laughs> Distinguished Spaniard. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Pierce Brosman. I'm going 007 guys here, but I think we got to get into the episode. We, we've taken this a little too far. A little bit. Quickly, so, Daniel Craig, move on. When last we left our heroes, they had followed the gaseous forms of the vampires that they defeated back to Ed Turner's tailor shop. And instead of entering through the front door, they entered through the warehouse. And inside the warehouse, they were met with several Nabasu demons and a gaggle of ghouls who they had to combat. Unfortunately, Quinley was killed in the combat by a, a CR1 ghoul. <laughs> and But the party was successful and survived, although they are badly damaged now. After a little bit of time, the, both the darkness and uh, silence effects wear off. Darkness was already gone. Yes, the darkness is gone. Uh, the silence effect wears off, and you are in the warehouse. Probably the best thing about that silence effect is that uh, the noise from your combat wouldn't have been heard anywhere. Oh, good point. Good point. Um, Rune is going to walk over. Uh, cause she, was, she was stuck in one place, and I honestly don't know if she fully saw anything uh like as far as like when quinley went down so she would walk over to like check on him and also ask freya hey freya uh are you gonna help him or freya walks over and takes a look at the body and i'm sure it's pretty evident he's yeah he dead dead yeah. big bite mark out of his neck so last time though like his head came off and, and you just blew some butterflies on him unfortunately it's too late for that. He's, he's gone, and I can't cast that spell. At least not today. This doesn't have to be the end of his story, though. If we take his body with us, I can bring him back, if he wants to come. Matsube kind of moseys over. How do you mean, Freya? Bring him back from the dead. We've had party members fall before. It would be an incredible feat. I've gotten... A lot stronger. It's important here how he died. It looks like he died from a bite, not some horrible spell or from going insane and leaving the party. I should be able to restore his life as long as we do it within a couple days. It'll be costly, though. Well, I mean, it seems only right. We, we did take a lot of gold 
from Ed Turner, and now he he died in an Ed Turner shop because of Ed Turner. So can we use his gold? Is that enough? I would say there's poetic justice in that. Bear Bear picks himself up from the ground after having <laughs> gone down and no one uh, helping him up. Picks himself <laughs> up. You're breathing oh. and living. Yeah, but still lying on the ground from when he fell uh, and says, that would be a, the best thing for us right now. He would... He was certainly valuable to us. He deserves to be brought back if that is what he wishes. It will be difficult for us, even with evidence, to accuse someone on the Vampire Council of betraying them. Coming back without Quinley, uh, the man who got us the audience in the first place, would make our case even worse. That is a very good point. We can bring him back dead. But we must bring him back if we are able. If his soul wants to return and it's not bound by anything, he can come back. We can give him that chance. I will carry him back myself if that is the case if you pledge to do this, Freya. But before we do that, I think it's reasonable for us to agree that there are probably other threats in this building. We are not equipped to deal with them all. In fact, one of the demons we were facing got away. Now, I don't want this to be a complete loss. We must return with something. What say you we explore the rest of this warehouse and maybe these small rooms at the back before leaving, see if there's anything of value? Only the amounts that we can handle, which will not be much, admittedly. I have no intention of leading us to another combat, per se. I will use my detective skills and deductive reasoning to determine if there are threats beyond these doors. If there are, we leave. And we should be fairly quick. Um, we may have, it may have been quiet while combat was happening, but at least one thing is gone and one of those vampires got away, so... Who knows if they'll come back and look. Right now, we're not feeling the effects of the energy that was stolen from us, from those creatures. But that will only last for so long, and we'll feel that that loss again. So I agree, we can't linger here long. How about I go check out these doors? While I do so, in the interest of time, can the rest of you investigate this warehouse? I'm purely just putting my ear against the door, detecting magic, seeing if there's anything that'll throw me off. If so, I'm out of here. Detect traps. Yes, naturally. Uh, you move up to the uh, the northern door of the two doors that are mm -hmm. along the side. You listen at it, detect magic at it. You don't detect magic through the door. Make me a perception check. Okay. Before making this perception check, Matumbe is going to chug his extract of keen senses, giving him a plus two on perception checks and granting him low light vision. Oh, glad I did that because the roll was bad. Mid 40. No, 33 regular. If this is traps, 34. You don't see a trap here. In fact, the door doesn't appear to be locked. You don't hear anything beyond the door. I think this one is safe. Detect alignments through that door. You don't detect alignments. I don't detect alignments. 
If there's a creature there, it is of my disposition, and I will be able to treat with it. Unless it is just a foul, uh, uh, illogical beast, in which case it may devour me. I'm going to open this door. Okay. Also, Madume is kind of on the other side of this warehouse all by himself. We're, we're exploring like the rest of it. I've taken so many hits to the head. <laughs> Madume opens the door. Uh, this appears to be uh, like bulk cloth storage. You see a large wooden cabinet filled with bolts and pallets of cloth uh, covering the western wall of the room. You think that you know altogether these fabrics are fancy and and of high quality probably worth about 2500 gold yeah if mitume tells us what that is rune who hasn't really left where quinley was too much she's going to go in there pick out two fabrics that she feels would be most quinley-esque and bring those over and start wrapping up his body because, oh, we can't just take a body through the streets. That's a really good call, actually. And yep. so she's going to pick, uh, I guess, like the most matte black that I can get and yeah, and crimson red. That was the game plan. Mm-hmm. Steve's trying to mouth those same colors to me over the table, yep. and that was already the plan. Now I'll turn to the other three. Um, you can make perception checks around the warehouse. Freya also wants to be detecting magic. Sure. <clears throat> Two as she looks. Yeah, Rune only got a 26 as she is a bit more shooken up. 22. 33 for Freya. Freya, you don't detect magic, but um, in the stone wall here, <gasps> you, uh, with your stone cunning, get a 35. That I do. Is enough to notice that there is a niche along the southern wall. Uh, kind of above a stack of uh, boxes. These these wooden crates form almost a kind of staircase up to it. And Ooh. when you do open it, you find the remaining stakes. <gasps> oh. Freya does not immediately yell out to the party. She climbs back down and then will speak at a normal volume. I found the rest of the stakes. They're hidden up in a hidey hole. All right. Rune is act- like, this is this is legit. I'm not trying to just make a joke. Rune is actually going to find something and draw out a map of the hidden location and this shop. This is something she would definitely be comfortable doing and, and should be able to do, which then if we want to take a couple of stakes, we can. But we also would have a map that shows the exact location of this hidden, this hidden like alcove so that if we need to turn that in for like evidence or support. I think you could just turn the stakes in, probably. Yeah, why not just take them all? But my, my initial thought is, any of us could have gone into the uh, coffin and bucket and gone and bought these same, like, things. Oh, I wasn't, turned them I wasn't clear. Some of these are used. Oh. Like, these have gore on them. Okay. So then, also, there's no way of telling these came from here. That's the only thing, is I didn't think we'd want to take all of them, because... There's nothing that says, "Oh, yep, these were stored here." That's yeah, I mean, I think like, I think the only thing you have is like our word. Well, your <laughs> word, but you're being, you know, you're kind of being tasked with investigating this. We, so. we could yeah. also be like zone of truth too. Yeah, yeah. we could yeah, be subjected that's that's to magics and be like, "Oh, yeah, it's true. We did find these." Great in this point. Location. I forgot that this is a magic. Even world. in a world where you can't take a picture of something, uh, you can you can find other workarounds that. Yeah, I Pretty forgot it was a magical world because I, I, here I was like, 
man, they're not gonna they're gonna think we got these from wherever, and if they don't if they don't believe us. Yeah, I guess you I guess just thinking about like your relationship with Luvrick, I, I don't think I don't think he would immediately suspect that like these these people that came down here to help me are going to find like they're they're gonna try and like com- like purposely mislead me. <laughs> yes. It's just this is his own personal tailor and he's has a relationship with them. So that's where I was like is he going to immediately be like, oh, obviously. <laughs> That's all. All right. That's all I, I mean, you have thinking. the four documents have, and stuff. We have Sona Truth so. and stuff, and we'll be fine. Um, so I assume Matumbe is checking out the other door. Next door, yeah. Uh, you do detect magic through this door. Through the door, not on the door. Not on the door. Quick perception. It's very high. Yeah. There are not traps on here, and the door is not locked. As I have said before, perhaps there is some sort of neutral dispositioned beast. In which case, I have uh, left my final will and testament with Freya about a hundred episodes ago. Just Did you detect alignment? Now I will detect alignment to make sure. You don't detect an alignment. All right, he opens the door. Okay. Opening the door and focusing your detect magic, this room looks like a uh, surplus finished goods area. So there are there's kind of like a shelf with boxes for shoes, like like kind of the back room in a footlocker kind of thing with like the expanded sizes. Um, you see a couple of like coats hung up that look like they would be for sale on the floor. Again, just like surplus inventory. The magic you detect is in some of the shoe boxes. Yeah, I'm checking them out. You find three magical pairs of boots. <gasps> and they look like... Doc Martin. I would need a... Doc Martens. <laughs> maybe. Martins. Maybe. I would need a spellcraft check. Okay. Freya, come along. We All got right. some fancy kicks here. Dude, I would say that. I do not have he any did, magical boots, Quinley by the way. That. Ah, not great. Dirty 20. Mm-hmm. Oof. 16. I should have aided. Yeah, I think with a dirty 20 on the. First pair, you can tell that they're boots of levitation. Okay. You made me another check for the next pair. Great start, though. All right, I'll try to aid. Oh, oh. You, way, way better. For aids this time. Yeah, 34. These are boots of the Winterlands. Mm-hmm. So these are, these look closer to like Uggs. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're like, they have like <laughs> yeah, a fur yeah, yeah. liner. And then... Um, the last is a uh, a pair of rugged-looking slip-ons. Mm-hmm. Classy. Again, oh. it's it's really good. Thirty. Do I have an aid? You have an aid. Thirty. Yeah, you can tell by the webbed stitching on these that they are slippers of spider climbing. Oh man! Ooh. Mm. Wow, this is a great find. I feel like a lot of folks, and Air Bear being the exception, I think. Like the boot slot is kind of an overlooked slot for a lot of people. I yes. certainly rarely take boots. Yeah, it, it can be like a very late game way to get fly. Yeah, but that and and obviously with the hate the boots of speed, it's a good way to get haste for a couple rounds a day. But otherwise, okay. I'm also gonna like look around to see if there's like maybe a cool jacket in Quinley's size when he comes back. Be like, hey man, here you go. Welcome back. Uh, what's Matumbe's version of cool? 
Yeah, that's what I thought. It's the thought that counts type of yeah. gift. <laughs> there are jackets in here. Um, can I roll? See, you, see if I see if I uh, see if I pick a cool one. You can roll me a modern society check. Fi- find a size. Knowledge local. Yeah, knowledge local. I mean, regardless. What are, gonna, what are the locals wearing? Right. I, regardless, I'm going to take a jacket and give it to them. And if it sucks, it sucks. What are the cool locals wearing? Oh, it might. Oh, 23. You get a moderately cool jacket. Okay. Hey. You probably don't pick. Right. You probably don't pick the coolest one that's in there, but you wouldn't know any better. Like last year's fashion. Hey, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. All right. So you found some items and some evidence. Are you proceeding? into this area. I imagine this whole time you're trying to be relatively quiet and I'll say because you're in the warehouse kind of far off from the rest of the building, I don't need a stealth check, but when you're talking to each other, you're probably talking in kind of hushed tones just to make sure. Yeah, and we're trying to be relatively quick. Mm -hmm. So there is only one door left and it is the door that we definitively know goes onto the show floor room. No, we're not going that way. Right. I think this is the time to cut our losses. Yes, I think out of here. we pick up the now bundled uh, Quinley body, and I know you have a bunch of negative levels, so I'm cool to carry him, since that's going to wear off. I know you feel strong now, but that will wear off for you. <laughs> he just crumples. <laughs> <laughs> I have a 20 strength. I Five think I can handle away. it. Just... That's fine. <laughs> but if you, I mean, no, you know what? I, I think Rune should carry him. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could share the load. Yeah, that, that looks way less weird. Yeah, so we do need to be kind of not quite stealthy, but a little bit stealthy, so... It's the middle of the night, too. Right, we just need we to... preface that. Like, as we, you know, go around corners or intersections, you know, check both ways, mm-hmm. make sure mm-hmm. we don't get sure. seen. Okay, yeah, Air Bear can scout. Yeah, it's not a really difficult for you guys to kind of weave your way through the streets. I mean, you had a whole combat out in the street, and it wasn't noticed. Yeah, so we'll go back to the inn. Yeah, you make your way back to the inn. Like when lay down on the bed. Who's sleeping with the dead body? Mm. That sounds like a, a job for Matumbe. No, I, I thought uh, I thought Air Bear curled up next to Matumbe. Right, but like Air like Bear got to get styles. the fuck out of there because he's gonna eat it, and Matumbe watches over the dead. Oh yeah, that does that does make sense. Okay. Yeah, you really gotta watch watch Air Bear around the fresh. Course. He might have a couple <laughs> missing toes. Nobody knows. All right. Well, do you I also guess... have regenerate? Oh, I better check that. <laughs> For the body parts that are missing after a bear's done with him. Madume counts all the appendages. This little piggy. Air bear. <laughs> to market. Air bear can. Uh, we'll we'll get like a pile of pillows and blankets uh, on the floor in our room, and and he can sleep in there. You like lay Quinley on the bed, and like you know how you like flop like <laughs> d- a dead body yeah. would pop like one of his. One of his legs uh, like flops over Dangles the side, over. And, 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 and Air Bear is like the monster every child was afraid of, like lurking under the bed. And you quickly like pull his leg back onto the bed after Air Bear like jumps up to grab it. Air Bear, we are going to need to talk about your foot fetish sometime. <laughs> Getting the- in the way of business. Air Bear, I swear, if you eat any part of him, I will shoot you myself. Well, I would be happy to talk about the foot fetish at any time, you know, but you might want to be careful about that, about how we, you know, approach it. We might bring up certain things that you might not want to hear. (laughs) Or some other things, you know. 
Your sexual proclivities are up to you. Hey, Ma- hey Majume, do you, do you need some. an extra person to watch the body and maybe he stays in the room with Freya who's diseased meat? Fair <laughs> point. I don't like being characterized like this. I'm still I've a made person. my decision. Ampel, you sleep with the diseased meat. Again, I really don't like this distinction. That's fine. I'm, I mean, I'm half dead meat to him anyways. I'm... That smells so. <laughs> you don't have to sleep downwind. I honestly think that's the safest thing for Quinley's you dead the, body. You the room. <laughs> yeah, smells just yeah. like a retirement home. <laughs> you all know the smell. Yep, yeah. you do. Know. Yeah. Okay, so you you change up your sleeping arrangements or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, everybody's sleeping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we can we get some healing before we? Oh yes, I apologize. Freya still has additional spells, additional channels, so she can heal everyone up to. Yeah, I imagine full. you can get everyone to yeah. full. Yeah, I need seven charges, please. Oh, that's true. I can't help. That's seven off the cure mod. Oh, yeah. wait a second. Okay. Oh no, I think heal is positive energy. Yeah, yeah it's positive. definitely. Yeah. You okay. Will yep, that's right. Murder her almost. <laughs> that. You get her down to one. Was <laughs> that almost? Yeah, Rune's, uh, Rune got healed up by uh, Matumbe from the wand. Um, not quite all the way, but sleep will take care of the rest. And uh, I've got three negative levels. I don't think we can do anything about that tonight. They go away. Oh, uh, these are the enervation. So, these are, enervation. so any negative level that was caused by enervation goes away after, in this case, eight hours. So it would go away while you're sleeping. Yeah. Yep. So then uh, Rune's going to lay down and go to sleep. She's going to keep boat directly uh, next to her, ready to go, and fire at our bear when he inevitably okay. comes in to eat uh, <laughs> Quinley's feet. He is not a fucking animal. Well, he at least has a conscience. What day of the week is it, and how long <laughs> has it been since your last, like, head? <laughs> it I don't know, I feel like Batube has seen some blood today, too. I'm gonna watch out. Hey, man. Matube and I got something in common, you know? A little thirsty. Oh, I can give you some blood point arrows if you want them. They've definitely filled up today. Oh, interesting. But, like, we should talk about that. Oh, yeah, so, we can, because there's, a like, every night Rune goes through this process. It's just not been talked about much, because it's not very relevant. So, like, what what's this process? Because Matumbe will see this. I mean, he hasn't been rooming with you, so probably for the first time? Yeah, probably the first so. time, yeah. Uh, so, uh, every night. So, at le- if, if Rune is shooting arrows... At least like five of those most days are blood crystal arrows. They don't do much different besides they hold the blood of the um, person. And then also, if they're already bleeding, then they take an additional point of bleed. But that hasn't come up. So that's why it's not. I haven't talked about these much. But they suck in a little bit of the person who got hit's blood. So she usually does this. And otherwise, they're treated like reg- regular arrows. And so they're just like shiny red tips, essentially, of crystals that hold the blood. So every night she takes any of them that are full and she empties them, usually into a wash basin, but she washes them out and watches the blood. And just like a little bit enough of that call that this is her like her way, I guess, staying towards that little bit of undead. Mm -hmm. She doesn't need to drink blood. 
It's also something that's just very of interest slash appealing. So like every night she dumps these into the wash basin, she cleans them all up. But it's just, I mean, it's a crystal full of blood. Yeah. So that's what she would start getting ready to do once she was assured that everything is all in the right place. I think as as she's going through that ritual and emptying these blood crystals out, Matume is looking over her shoulder. Fascinating. You say you do this because you are a dampier, but you don't need the blood. I, I don't need it, but it doesn't change the fact that there's a, a kind of a draw. Uh, I don't know. I think it's something primal. I, I don't know. Leftover or something. I don't have to drink it for anything. It's just, man, sometimes, though, I wonder what it'd be like. Huh? Yes. You and I are biologically different, but perhaps I have the same questions. Not so different after all. I wonder sometimes. A quite powerful undead creature uses this for vitality. What's to say a mortal couldn't derive some sort of benefit from it as well? I mean, fair point. I... I haven't tried it. I mean, okay, so I, I have at some point, but I this, that's not the purpose, uh, I guess, ultimately. I think sometimes killing helps me feel less like the blood is necessary, I guess, but I, uh, I haven't felt any extra vitality from the couple times I did try that. I don't know, maybe it would be different from you. You are bi- biologically different than me. Quite different. Similar. Similar, of course, but, but different. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe I think on it. I, I usually have them full most nights. I wouldn't tell anyone, because obviously it's not something everybody would understand, and I don't really want to be called, like, a people eater, like Air Bear. Oh, so no, no. Wouldn't want to tell anyone. Animal. Right, yeah. Basically a caged freak. Keep the leash. <laughs> I, so I remember I, a couple episodes ago when Vitube was like, "You're a good friend." <laughs> no, no, no. Right. I, I, I'm joking, but but yeah, I wouldn't tell any anyone if you've ever wanted to, you know, experiment. I guess I know you use a lot of elixirs, so maybe it's similar. Uh, precisely, precisely. I though I am driven by my religion and the Lady of Graves. Part of me is interested in alchemical infusions and elixirs and wondering what is possible. I do not derive my powers in the same way that most worshippers do. Most have an intrinsic link with the divine. I forge my own through intellect and understanding. And perhaps this experiment, uh, maybe it has results. Maybe not. But that is the scientific method, is it not? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I definitely read about that somewhere. Uh, says motive. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take a check to know. <laughs> Discern lies. Lie. How about I think on this? Maybe tomorrow night. Yeah, I guess uh, just let me know. And if, if you end up needing more blood, I guess, for your, your alchemical research... We could always look into getting you, like, a blood crystal dagger that you could, you know, use for yourself. Now that is interesting. 
I think we are going to continue to fight all sorts of creatures over the next few days, probably tomorrow. I would appreciate if you keep using these same arrows. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I mean, I usually do anyways, but now that I guess I've told you, you might notice that some of them look a little different after combat. Some of them look like they have blood s still kind of stuck in them, whether I wipe them off or not. Those are usually the blood crystal ones. Then we will speak after our next encounter, I think. And this is Matumbe, like, trying to not seem too needy, like, try not to chug the blood now. I've got a full week to drink, so, like, doesn't have the thirst quite, but he knows he's gonna need it. Or at least that's coming on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and again, like, vampires don't need blood, but it's, like, not uncommon that they either, they, they do something else to, like, almost satiate that, like, kind of need that's not really a need anymore. Um, so it's not yeah. something they need, but they they do other stuff. So this is Rune's, like, I guess, coping with that. Mm -hmm. So she's she would be, yeah, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not weird cool in this in his eyes. Like, this isn't a, a weird thing. He's, he's willing to experiment, thinks this could be useful. It's not just a, like, oh, you got a lust for blood, Rune. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's probably not at all like plants liking pee, is it? Like, oh, they just kind of really, really want it. I would never compare it to that. Um, <laughs> and so Rune's going to finish cleaning those out, and I think it's time to hit the hay. <laughs> I need everybody to make me a perception check while you're asleep. Okay. Hmm. Should we do the minus whatever? I'll take it into account. Okay, thank you. I don't know that you can roll inspiration on stuff that you're asleep for. I could be wrong. It might be like every time you roll a roll that is that has free inspiration, you just automatically do. Everybody's pretty sleepy here. Yeah. Uh, 19. Yeah. Freya is also a very heavy sleeper, 25. And Rune is very concerned that Air is going to come in at any minute. 42. Whew. Natural 19. Nice. Well, I'm not sure there, there could be a ruling out there. This just classifies it as a free action. They can do that if... I yeah, can't I think just think when you're, during, when you're asleep, sleep, you wouldn't like be conscious to take a free action. I don't think that's unreasonable at all. I'd like to take the inspiration, but I'm not going to argue with that. I think that's it's just something that I think you have to be like actively thinking about at least. Yeah. You know, that's fine because it is inspiration. Thirty six. Okay. The music stopped. This one has a couple seconds. That's fine. Okay. Good call though. Pray and air bear. You wake up in the morning uh, to a breeze. The Curtains are blowing. Your window is open. Oh, no. There's a pool of blood on the floor. The attendant that you spoke with that uh, let you into the dressing rooms, mm. you recognize the head on the ground. <gasps> it's theirs. It has a note in its mouth. Oh, no. Air Bear wakes up just naturally and has breakfast. Mm. <laughs> Breakfast in bed. No, no. <laughs> a head, a head for breakfast. Um, that's. I mean, it's not. it's it's a built-in bowl, right? Uh, Good point. You gotta like that's a lot of effort to scoop out. Maybe an eyeball. But did you notice anything uh, in the middle of the night? Frey is still kind of waking up. She rubs her eyes a second time to like see if this is actually really in the room I slept soundless through the night I didn't notice a thing 
I was so tired. This can't be good. Uh, we must get Matumbe right away. He will know much more investigatory procedures. He talks about it all the time. He's got to know something, right? But anyways, don't touch a thing. We don't want to mess any evidence. All right, but I think we're going to need to read that note. That is very true, but if there are other clues that could be taken from how the head was placed, something, um, fire, make sure that the housekeeping doesn't get, uh, doesn't get in while we uh, get the rest of the crew. All right, Freya puts the tag on the door. Do not disturb. And there's no tag, but you can put one of your socks on it. Oh, hmm. that is definitely not happening. Uh, Air Bear crosses the hallway, knocks on the door for the other two. So now you have like a head and a dead body. Yeah, we're starting to rack up the the not great things here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Air Bear just knocks on the door relatively quietly as to not wake up the neighbor or yeah, the neighboring rooms. Tume opens the door kind of cracked in a way that he can peek out without showing the corpse. Matumbe, there is something that you need to see in our room right now. It cannot wait. Give me a moment to don my cap and I will be right over. Close the door. Gets dressed. And uh, Air Bear takes him to his and Freya's room. Did Rune not hear anything all night? Nothing? Okay. And and we see nothing weird about our room? Doesn't seem to be. Okay. Then Rune is going to uh, also follow Matumbe. I lock the door behind me. Absolutely. And we put a sock on there. Sure. Do we want to leave the body, though? I mean, it's... It's locked in the room. It's across the hall. Across the hall, yeah. But if whoever it is got in through the window of our room... So then we make sure the window's also shut. Like, and if we can, lock it. Otherwise, I'm not really worried about the body. Okay. I guess. I'm not worried because we're across the hall. Especially during the day, too. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. our main bad guys right now seem to be vampire, vampire adjacent. Good call. Sure. Uh, You make your way back to the room, and you see Freya kind of in a state of stress uh, with a decapitated head in the middle of the room that now that you guys are here, you also recognize as the attendant that had that had kind of helped you with your clothes and, and gotten you the the keys to the uh, dressing rooms. Oh dear. You heard nothing during the night? He's looking both at Freya and Air Bear. I slept soundly. Didn't notice a thing until I woke up this morning. Air Bear just shakes his head. I felt neither of you. We all needed our rest. Rune and I didn't hear anything on our end either. Yeah, and I was pretty off and on on my sleep too, and I heard nothing. So he crouches down over this head, starts to look at it without touching it, and will eventually start moving into that like police procedural. Takes maybe one of these bargain basement wands and uses it like the crime scene pen. <laughs> like, I'm not touching anything quite yet. Yeah. With- he uses that instead of like his hands to kind of check out the head, and yeah, then notably eventually Freya just... wears gloves all the time, so mm-hmm. she could also help you out. Mm-hmm. Freya, bring your disease digits over here. <laughs> disease meat, disease digits. 
I don't think this head's too concerned with my diseases. So you admit it. (laughs) (laughs) You all know that I carry a few diseases. That's why I wear the gloves. I don't think that's say. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt it. Yeah, let's get into that. (laughs) Yeah, let's read the note. You pull out the note, unfurl it, and it says, I know who you are. I know where you sleep. Cease your investigations and leave town immediately. Or tomorrow morning, one of you will suffer the same fate. A moment, please. Nobody, nobody touched the head. Matume is going to book it back into his room, grab some of Turner's papers, bring them back and try and compare the handwriting. See if it's the same guy. Uh, the handwriting looks similar. Make a linguistics check. Okay. Man. Good call. As much as I really didn't want it to happen, I was almost hoping that they said, like, or we'll do something to Kiza because Kiza's still missing. So I was like, I don't want that to be the case, but also, like, that gives a clue where she is. Right, your assistance was valuable before. When I was looking at documents, I don't expect you to have the same spell prepared, but maybe a nudge in the right direction would be helpful. That I can give you. Freya gives you a touch of good. Thank you. Okay, 35. This doesn't look the same. Uh, Uh, You notice it's a bit clumsy, as if it was written by a gauntleted hand. It almost looks like it's trying to look similar, but it's not. Trying to look official, but it's not. Okay. Even knowing they're different is valuable information. That's fine. One thing that I think would, would come to Freya without any sort of check is... A head can be spoken with. Good point. She's seen Eclipse do that. Mm-hmm. Here we are with our non-magic investigation tactics. Yeah, Freya does know of a spell. We're such foolish muggles. <laughs> Speak with Dad that would allow the head to talk with us. Freya hasn't prepared her spells yet for the day because, you know, woke up to a a head Mm -hmm. um, in the room, but she could definitely prepare that, and then we could uh, try to talk to the the corpse. It does get a will save to resist, but But maybe it would... But that's if it resists. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's no longer under the control of... If it's no longer, like, dominated because it's dead, then maybe we can get some good answers out of it. Now, how many questions do you get to ask? Uh, one question per two caster levels, so we could ask it five questions. And its responses are somewhat limited. Yep, its uh, knowledge is limited to what it knew during life and the languages that it spoke. Um, answers are brief, cryptic, or repetitive, especially if the creature would have opposed us in life. Is there anything about like being indifferent? I don't think it would have known. Like it, it generally speaking. Creatures that oppose your alignment tend to make the save for this, like tend to try to save on yep. this. If it's different, if the creature's alignment is different from yours, then it gets a will save to resist as if it were alive. But it, and then it can refuse to answer questions or attempt to deceive. But it was dominated when we knew it. So but it's about what the creature's alignment is. Yeah, not so, not so the domination, the domination doesn't affect it at all. So this is probably just like a, a person, like a normal yeah, person. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this would be a third level spell for me, so I could prepare that and 
while Freya's preparing, we can think about some questions we want to ask. Maybe go down to the alley, grab some breakfast. (laughs) You find the rest of it. Um, We don't have a timeline on on the, you know, speak to deadhead uh, thing. Do we want to bring back Quinley so we don't just continue to have a dead body? Yeah. Do do that. Oh, wait, do we have to go buy supplies or no? You got to get diamond dust. Okay, then never mind. Yes, we need a lot of diamond dust um, for that spell. Hopefully Losco's got it in stock. Hey, yo, it's warm with me, baby. (laughs) All right, well, then we'll talk to this dead head then. So Freya has to take, um, she'll take her time to prepare her spells, and then it's going to take 10 minutes to cast this spell. Mm -hmm. Sure. It's it's early morning at this point, so again, you guys all are kind of early risers when you prepare your spells in the morning. You take your hour and whatever. Housekeeping is going to be pissed. I don't think the stain's coming out of the floor. Notably, there hasn't been housekeeping. I know it's a, oh. it's a joke, but like this this isn't in. It's not like a there's a oh, there are hotels yeah. in the city. They would have it. That's where um Galdana said he was staying. It was like a it was a, actually a hotel. Inns are a little bit more and they're a little more Airbnb style where like you take care of yourself until they leave. Like, yeah, until you're mm-hmm. done. So you're not getting your sheets changed every day unless you're maybe there for like a while and then you could maybe ask. <laughs> Yeah. Gotta, gotta pay extra. That is, that. Yeah, yeah, that's notably uh, great for a party that it seems to accumulate dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope Matumbe uh, asked them to change his sheets from yesterday. He was pretty sweaty Ooh, with that yeah. pallid princess yeah. dream. No, he just laid in it. I don't remember asking. That's, that's where he put yeah. Quinley. Yeah. <laughs> he put Quinley in the sweaty bed. <laughs> He's a very pragmatic man. I'm a, we don't need to sleep in those sheets if we've got a dead body that needs to sit on them. Wait, so then if. If Quinley was in a bed, where did Matumbe and Eclipse sleep? Matumbe went to his coffin, of course. Yes. I went into the closet and hung upside down trapeze style like a bat. (laughs) (laughs) Slept like a normal human being. He folded his cloak around (laughs) him. Uh, and, and Rune was totally fine and comfortable with that. Yeah. She laid on the bed. <laughs> oh, she With Quinn? No, the other bed. The air bear bed. <laughs> and she laid... Uh, there was actually an empty bed all night. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she slept corpse style. <laughs> Hands crossed over her chest, flat on her back. Weirdest ass hotel room. <laughs> well, at least like if somebody were to open the door, they'd be like, oh, that's just how everyone in uh, here sleeps. <laughs> corpse man, corpse lady... Batman. (laughs) 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 And yeah, Air Bear sleeps underneath the bed. No, Air Bear was with the diseased meat. Yeah, but he he, but he still sleeps underneath it. But he's still needs a bed to sleep. He's just tickling her toes through oh, the night. No. It's that not her bed. He gets his own comes crawling up. He gets his own bed. He just needs to sleep underneath it uh, so that yes. if someone else were to get in there. He needs a simulated cave. Yes. A, yeah, a sewer. Yeah. I really can't sleep outside the warren, you know? <laughs> God. Okay. Let's go help this poor dead man. Yes, so we have five questions. Freya takes the 10 minutes to cast the spell. She is neutral good, so it can have a will save if it's different than her alignment. I'm going to say 
It's not an evil person. It's not going to resist. Okay. What are the five questions you want to ask? How did you die? Who killed you? Okay. Those are two. Okay. I think maybe more questions will come after those two. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So Freya casts this spell. Freya looks at the severed head. How did you die? I was forced to take my own life. Who made you do that? I don't know her name. The girl. What'd she look like? Yeah, we're going to need some more details. Yeah. Just, could you describe her, please? Can you tell us what she... Nope, not that question. What did she look like? A young Owangi girl. Oh, shit. Oh, that's an uh, issue. I thought you were going to talk to you. I haven't had a chance. <laughs> okay, so we have... We've asked three questions. We have two more. Do we want to ask where she That's is? That's exactly where I was going to sit. Like, on my... Where is this girl? The last place you knew of her? The nobleman's stitch. Can we ask if he thought she was uh, working with, like, Ed, I guess? Yeah, maybe to expand that just a hair, can you describe the relationship between the young Milwaukee girl and maybe not even limiting it to Ed Turner, like, management of the nobleman stitch mm, like i want to yeah. know like okay. how are they related like do you think the girl was working with the management of the noble stitch mm-hmm. or instead of do you think they were can you describe nope you that? can't say can yeah because that's they'll yes just say no. yes yeah. or no um so maybe like what was the relationship between this yeah. girl there and we the go management? there we go okay all right what was the relationship that this girl had with the management of the nobleman's stitch? Unsure. She mostly came at night. Protégé? Oh, no. <laughs> Freya looks over to Matumbe. He's got a very uh, stony expression. I'm not gonna lie. I'm worried about what we're gonna find. We have to go back to the nobleman's stitch and we have to stop these killings from happening. I don't want to hurt your family, but we have to do something. At a minimum, we would need to incapacitate her so that we could bring her back, and maybe she's, you know, maybe she's still young. Maybe she's just influenced, and uh, she made some wrong choices based on those influences. There are always wrong things that we can be forced to do for the right reasons. I am living proof of this do not give up hope that she can still be good I will assess the situation when we come upon it and I will do what must be done Rhea looks back to the severed head that we've now exhausted all of the questions for thank you for your answers we'll hopefully be able to bring some justice for you and the semblance of life in it just kind of gasps out Mm. And the eyes roll shut. I know we're not the ones that killed this man, but I can't help but feel a little responsible. We have no responsibility in this. This is the orchestration of a deeply disturbed and misled individual. Do not take this upon yourself, Freya. This is purely the responsibility of whoever is orchestrating behind the scenes. If that is Mr. Turner, it's Mr. Turner. That is whispering way behind him, and it's the whispering way behind him. If that is my daughter, 
That is my daughter. This is not our fault. Let this man's soul not weigh on your conscience. It is heading for the boneyard now. I have seen this before. This tactic of manipulation. It is hard for the good and all of us to see. But this is the power that the evil have over us. I think Air Bear would probably know best about this, having his family held over him by the Whispering Way, mm-hmm. having been forced to do things he didn't want to do. Exactly. We will not play their games. We will give them no quarter. We will defeat them all. Of this I am certain. We will bring Quinley back, and we will get back to work. He looks around kind of at, at the entire room. I would expect none of you to step one foot backwards seeing this today. We are in it together. And we must be strong. And you'll see Rune uh, not saying much, but definitely nodding her head along like, yes. What say you, Freya and Erbear? We can't let them slay any more innocent people. They have to be stopped. There is no place in this world for an in organization like this. They must be eradicated in the, the best way possible, even though it means that the loved ones are hurt around us. We have to know that there is a greater purpose here and that we are stopping two deaths, even though the one that might come might be the closest to us. Then it is decided. Complete your morning preparations. We roll out soon. Everybody eats that. I'm pretty sure he's pretty close to the seven days. So, morning, morning <laughs> preparations. Yep. Yeah, Rune will just Spawn get ready. Hinges his jaw and wraps it around <laughs> his fucking skull. It's fucking wait, skull. where did that head go? The skull poured, out, poured its heart out to you. <laughs> I mean, a natural bowl, right? Rest easy, soulless one. You will become fuel for my friend's <laughs> vengeance against the Whispering Way. Or God. even even better, you stick a blender, or a, not a blender, a, a mixing... Oh, come on! <laughs> I know, you're, like, when, you're, you're the, when you make the, when you make the, the watermelon blenders. juice, yeah, yeah, the watermelon. Oh, that's horrible. That's disgusting. So he's he's got like a little tiki umbrella coming out of the top. Oh, of skull even better. Sucking, even better. Sucking the brain. I mean, it, it is a morning coffee type yeah. with with that tiki straw. Take, takes it out on the balcony. <laughs> enjoys the morning air. Okay. Well, Rune also needs to prep her spells and all of that. So we're gonna we'll do that, mm. and then we need to go purchase diamond dust. Yes, we need five thousand gold worth of diamond dust. Okay. You go to Losco. That's the first place you think. They've got like, you know those like scoops that you have for candy? Yeah. <laughs> they got one of those for diamond dust. You can just kind of fill a bag. They'll weigh it out. It's in the advanced adventures section. Yeah. The, the diamond dust scoop. <laughs> so, right. a lot. so you, um, you arrive there, you spend your 5,000 gold on diamond dust. Unless you're buying anything else, you probably to turn around and uh, it can, uh, bring Quinley back. Well, real quick, we're just gonna we're gonna use uh, some of the four thousand extra that's left over. We're gonna get another Q, our, uh inflict moderate wounds wand while we're here. 
uh, do we want uh, maybe some potions of fly? Maybe hey, uh, we got those your light boots of levitating. Yeah, we need slippers to slippers of spider climbing. We need to decide who that goes to. And Griff, can we do just like a little bit of shopping off air? Just say that yeah, if you want pick to pick up yeah, some shit. Sure. Yeah. yeah, we can. Yeah, pick up some minor items. Let's let's talk before next week. Figure out what we oh, want to get. Ju- just kidding. I can't afford a cure moderate. We'll we'll get a couple more uh, inflict lights. But yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Sure. Okay. And we do need to figure out what happens with these boots. Yeah. Okay. So you head back to the inn and um, and into the room where Quinley's body lies. And Freya, what what does this spell look like when you cast it? So this spell actually doesn't take that long. It only takes um, one minute to cast. And so for Freya, she is going to take all of this diamond dust that is required for the spell. And around Quinley, she draws kind of a rough, not, not a full circle around him with the diamond dust, but it kind of looks like her holy symbol where it's kind of a bow shape and there's a bit of a, a butterfly wing coming off of the bow and then she stands over Quinley, reaches down and she touches his forehead and the the diamond dust just glows around him and then again she breathes down butterflies down on top of his entire body and at this his soul has the chance to come back to his body the soul has to be free and willing to return you wait after you've cast a spell and the butterflies kind of lazily flap their wings on Quinley's body and then the light that they formed the, the butterflies start to meld Together, and you see above Quinley himself, but illuminated in white light as his spirit descends into his body and he wakes up. <laughs> I saw the boneyard. Did I die? Yeah, uh, you died for a lot longer this time, though. I hardly remember the first time. I was able to bring you back much faster then. This time, it took longer, but I'm glad you're here. Me too, and you're truly, you're, you're here and you're, you're fine. Like, you're fully here. I feel better than I did before. Stronger, even. Quinley is now level 10. <gasps> Yay! Quinley. He really needed that. I'm so happy yeah. for him. And I'll let you guys handle his level up. Oh, yeah. So... What happened while I was gone? I, I mean, I stayed held in place for a long time, so someone else would probably be better to tell you, because by the time I got unheld in place, uh, the whole room went dark, too. It was really, really bad. I, I didn't think we'd all make it, and clearly we didn't all. It was a very difficult combat, but we made it, and we did get some more information. We found the stakes, or some of the stakes that were used to kill the vampires. And unfortunately, we found out they know where we are too. We also found out that uh, Kiza 
if if not just convinced by you know the the allure of power or something else is involved at some level and the nobleman stitch is indeed somewhere that we need to go back to whether we like it or not there are still more there we have much work to do yeah and I'd love to know your thoughts on the Kizo thing because you were involved in this society before we showed up here. So do you know if this was something Kiza was potentially already involved in? Was she friends with Ed? Did she try to learn what he was doing? She knew Ed Turner, but she seemed like a good kid. I couldn't say I would have suspected her to be a part of any of this. I mean, even now, she's still just a kid. I don't know why she'd be involved with this. Her and Mr. Turner were never particularly close. Have you thought maybe she's being manipulated by whatever that drug we found was? Uh, well, I I guess I wasn't thinking that route since it was the spawn who got the most benefit, but... Right, but Arknino said it was addictive. Oh, that's horrible. Oh my gosh. That poor child. Somebody is using my daughter, the, uh, addictive substances. I will give them no quarter. There will be not much left to bring back to Savage. Uh, there's no doubt you're an intimidating man, but I fear what you could do to him would be but a dent compared to what Louvric would do. Should we bring everything to Louvric now? He's drugging kids and other vampires. It may not be a bad idea, but right now, we know where he is. And he's goading us to leave the city. He's waiting for our next move. And if we do leave, seems like he'll continue. If he finds out Louvric's on his case, he'll likely flee before justice is done. And where does he reside during the day? Yesterday, he was not at his shop. Or at least... On the selling room floor. Well, Herbert, you saw the... There's a whole section underneath that shop, underground. I'd suspect he's not in the selling room floor. I doubt the man leaves the shop during the day. There certainly are places that we have not seen yet. And we did speak with the information that we've received was from the shop floor associates that helped us in the dressing room floor. Its head was delivered to us in the night. So, yes, there are certainly more areas to be discovered there. That'd be my guess. I don't... Not many of the vampires on the council actually make their tombs in the vampire underground. Louvric himself has a auxiliary location where he rests for the day. So that would make sense that he would be there. How do we get down there without putting innocent people at risk? If the shop's open, there'll be people. Um, I mean, all of the shop, shop, uh, shop associates and the guards are dominated to do very specific tasks. Is it like, I mean, the guards are, are there and dominated to protect protect merchandise. I mean, if 
like we set a small fire to a small area, that feels like the guards would have to do that. Um, based on what we know right now, they could have been given a different command, but still, that's what we know. And then I would I guess that the store associates would need to be taking care of those customers. Like, this could be a, it could be a good distraction to set, like, try to do an inconspicuous fire. Not a bad idea at all. Yeah, that would also get, like, all of the people that are shopping to leave. So that would right. help. Mm-hmm. Get those who are uh, shopping to leave, and it'd get those who are dominated to protect, like, the wares. To protect the wares. Mm-hmm. But there's probably not a magical uh, fire department, so someone has, would probably just create water. But So, yeah, we, we wouldn't necessarily want to draw outside attention. Unwanted outside attention. Well, to me... Why does it matter if we go to that through those fitting rooms and lock the door, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because then if we slipped in there while they're trying to fight the fire, would they think anything of it? It's a good point. Mm -hmm. And now we have lots of commotion. (laughs) I think we should set a fire. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, And we do know there is some kind of an alarm down there, too. Yes. We want to try to disarm that. We have Matumbe. Yeah, we know now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm fairly confident there are relatively cheap things that you we can purchase to boost a disabled device if we're worried about it. My but but my disabled device is great. Yeah. So that's the plan. You want to go to the nobleman stitch, create a distraction during the day mm-hmm. to hopefully be able to slip under underground. Before I forget, Quinley, I'll be right back. Goes to the closet. I picked this up for you. Hands on the jacket. Wow, I wouldn't have pegged you as someone that knows what's cool to wear. Thought it looked good on you and matched the boots. He puts it on. Cool. In the short term, is it worth it for uh, Quinley to put on a pair of boots that we have? An extra pair. Potentially. I got to look at what these do better. Yeah, I looked through these briefly. Uh, One is basically gives you indoor elements. Another one um, uh, gives you the ability to cast levitate on yourself. And the other one is spider climbing, right? Um, So indoor elements is not something uh, Rune's ever really going to need. She's got a bunch of bonuses to enduring incredibly hot and incredibly cold situations. So uh, no. (laughs) Freya and Erbera have good boots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's between for, for... rune it's between the spider climbing and levitation with her being ranged she doesn't usually need to walk up walls very often so levitate might be not a bad option for her yeah i kind of thought for matumbe like the fact that matumbe can you know with all of his extracts kind of extend his reach to 15 feet he may as well be flying in almost any indoor combat with mm-hmm. that kind of reach and with spider climb so that might be i totally agree with that i think levitate also works really well for rune because if we get into a situation where there's a bunch of people around here levitate isn't like fly where you don't fly around but you can just get up away from melee combatants. it's mm-hmm. perfect you can just yep. like be a turret in the air oh it's yeah great. yeah that's where um, when i was looking yeah. at him i was like uh, i mean that feels like the best fit <laughs> okay so you make your way to the nobleman's stitch yes and just as a sidebar Rune does, like, hug Quinley and say, like, I'm really glad you're back. Because, honestly, like, that was a lot. So on the way out, at least, you will stop and do that. I am pleasure. 
Okay, well, I wasn't trying to make it weird. Uh, That just came out. Her cheeks blush. She doesn't know what to do. Uh, Okay, cool. Uh, She immediately separates. (laughs) Immediately separates from him. (laughs) The group makes their way to the nobleman's stitch, and at the front window, the sign is flipped to closed. Oh, my God. Yeah, this place isn't close to us. Let's go. But remember, <laughs> there were alarms on the doors. I got through them pretty easy last time. This would be another, like, perception for traps. You know, you're, you've already actually perceived all of these doors, yeah. remember? So, like, right, you, I just I don't know just if they did it. anything different. This could be the chain lightning sure, trap yeah, from yeah, before ahead. again. Perception. It's really good. Like, 51. Yeah. Yeah. The door is locked and has the alarm spell on it. So okay. Same deal. Disable device. Yeah. 31. Okay. Uh, before we get any further in the episode, I am going to give Freya a hero card for oh, using nice. Raise Dead on an NPC. Yay. Very nice. I. This is pretty fitting. I got the Survivor, which is a good card. There is one very injured warrior um, sitting in a chair with some riches around him and there's a bunch of spirits that are coming up to the lone survivor. Nice. Nice. That is a good card. You unlock the door and it's dark inside and the light from outside kind of floods in in front of you and casts your shadows deep into the room and in front of you you see all of the workers that you saw yesterday on their hands and knees and the six security guards with their blades out. Each one has their blade against one of the workers' necks and they almost mechanically turn to look at you. And then you hear the voice of Ed Turner speak to you from the darkness from deep within this building. Oh, oh, aren't you just a group of spitfires weaved your way into the vampire society and you think you've got me all stitched up. You've brought this chaos onto yourselves. This is what you've done any further and their blood will be on your hands. Leave now. Don't come back. Don't pursue me anymore. And I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.